Please turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2. We took up the epistles of John because once again, I, I just believe John was the one apostle that they just couldn't kill. So I want to know what he knows. All right, let me begin reading in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 24. The Apostle John said there again, now I'm going to read from the literal text because instead of therefore, it says, As for you, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. Now we've taken up the things that they heard from the beginning. We looked at 1 Corinthians 15, found out that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried and he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. That is 1 Corinthians 15 verses 3 and 4. Those are the things they learned from the beginning. You, you also understand now why Christ died for us. Amen? We were important. We were made in the image and likeness of God and He was willing to die for that. Amen? So what He did, the price He paid wasn't a small price. What He redeemed wasn't something small. Did you get that? It was a huge price for something huge. Amen. We then looked at the fact that the Apostle John says, let that abide in you. And the way you let that abide in you is through meditating the Word. We looked at that last week. We looked at Psalm 1 and Joshua 1. Not going to go over all that today. But we looked at the ways that you can meditate. And we understood that it is Something that you can do whether your life is quiet or whether you're in turmoil. It is something that, you, remember, you know, Joshua, <laughs> uh, he, he was not in a good place. And the way that God said you need to just quiet yourself down, center yourself, was put the word of God in your mouth, in your heart, so that you know what to do when the time comes. That you may do according to all that is written. Amen. Uh, or, or as, as it says, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. And remember he said, that is going to make your way prosperous and then you are going to have good success. And I said to you before, that is always going to be the case. You will be seen as being prosperous and successful. It is up to you to give glory to God. Amen. <laughs> okay. Now... Sadly, however, not everyone is going to follow the advice the Apostle John gives. They're not all going to let what God says through His Word and His Spirit abide in them. And while the Apostle Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 3, he says, For a time is coming, this is 2 Timothy 4, 3, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to right teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers. And I've said here, not necessarily of God's Word, who will tell them whatever they want to hear. Now, <laughs> you know, I want to put that in because a lot of times I've seen Christians, Christians, Christians. Y'all get that? I said it three times. Just so you didn't miss it. Okay? Christians wander off and start listening to things that, dear God, you know it's not godly. The problem is, see, we have this capacity as as believers, there's been a, a switch turned on on the inside of us that we contact the spirit realm. There's a thing there that happens. Okay? 
And because of that, if we're not careful, we tend to, you know, the enemy will take that and use that against us. So instead of us becoming more aware of God and more aware of heaven and more aware of the things of the Spirit, to where we start to do things that are extraordinary in our life, you know, these signs will follow. Those who believe, I mean, some incredible things begin to happen. Instead of going that direction, we start going off in this other direction of, ooh, tell me more. Oh, it's not in the Bible? That's okay. And there's the problem. And we need to be careful that we don't get drawn away by things that tickle our ears. I said that nicely. Okay. (laughs) And, you know, we want to hear stuff. That's not actually right. Can I say this? Be careful what you pay attention to. Because your ears are one of the ways that things get to your heart. Amen. Proverbs 4 tells us that the two major pathways through which things get to your heart is through your eyes and through your ears. Amen. Watch what you look at. Watch what you listen to. And dear God, watch out when both of them are together. (laughs) Okay, you know, we're living in an age where you can go on YouTube and you get both of those together. You can see and hear all at the same time. And it is a way of either receiving the word of God. Now, I love to, to bounce around some of the channels and, you know, certain ministries. There's some awesome things out there. But I know there's other things people bounce around on. I, am, I, I didn't take vows yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I know there's stuff out there that you could be wasting time doing. And you know what? That's all it is. It's a waste of time. It's a distraction. It is there to take you away from learning something new. Like I said, not necessarily new as in nobody's ever heard of it before. New as in you haven't heard of it before. It's always been there. I'm, there's a quote that I want to get to at some stage. Well, I'll tell you what it is now. This particular individual said something just extraordinary. They, they said, if it's new, it's not true. If it's true, it's not new. <laughs> okay? A biblical scholar, by the way. You know, talking about all this new revelation that's coming out. Family, some things sound like they're new. But when you look at it, it's all in here. If it's something that's working, it's not new. We just, we just rediscovered it, that's all. Hallelujah. Okay. That's the reason why we need to be careful that we are not going out there looking for things and, and allowing ourselves to be drawn away from what the Apostle John is saying, stick to the Word. He's saying, stick to what you know, stick to what is going to be true always. Amen? We must... <laughs> I've said it, we must make sure that we don't let things slip. We don't let things slip. Do you hear me? Which often happens so subtly, which is what the devil is known for. Remember subtlety and deception? And make sure to do as Jude, verse 17 says. Now Jude is one book, it's one chapter, that's it. Okay, so it's only verses. But Jude, verse 17, says, Remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. The apostle Peter says, Recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets. This is in 2 Peter 3, 2. He says, Recall the words spoken in, in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through our apostles, or your apostles. Notice the two words, remember and recall. 
Remembering and recalling takes effort. How many times is that? Don't you remember? And you're thinking, mm, <laughs> you know, <laughs> some things are hard to remember. And can I say this? Especially when you're under attack from the enemy, it's very hard to remember all the things God did for you. Have you noticed that? It's, it's a supernatural thing that you just can't remember one good thing. And then there are times in prayer, you can't remember one bad thing. You know you're in a really good place. Those are spiritual places. Those are spiritual things that are going on. Now I know if you've got a brilliant memory, okay? But okay, not all of us are like you. All right. <laughs> For the rest of us, all right? <laughs> okay? It's, it, it's actually a funny thing. And see, God wants us to be in that place where our mind is on every good and perfect gift. Do you know why? Because then that opens the door for other good and perfect gifts to come in. When we're in a place of gratitude and thankfulness, it keeps the door open for God to continue to bless us. In fact, you get to a place where it will become hard to remember something that went wrong because it was so long ago. And things that go wrong are so far apart. And they should be getting further and further apart. Oh, Mr. Place is amen there. Okay? It should be the case where your life is becoming more and more in line with God's will for you, that perfect will, not just good, acceptable, but perfect will, to where you are walking out. You might have challenges, but you overcome them. Because these signs will follow. <laughs> okay? You have a problem, a sign will follow. Slap it, put it back down, and you keep going. There have been, <laughs> there have been so many things in my life that have raised its head just for a moment, and it just got slapped back down. Because I don't want to waste my time on that. Amen. And a lot of times it needs your cooperation, by the way. Amen. A lot of times I've noticed that something goes wrong. And depending on how we react to it, if we take time to think about it and stew on it and get upset over it, then the enemy has got us. But if we decide, remember again, this is a let. You need to let certain things happen, and you need to let go of other things, okay? I don't let the wrong things abide in me. As soon as they start rising up, I rebuke them, I put them down, and I say, I'm not going to think about that anymore. Amen, and moving on. And if it pops up again, I'm saying, no, no, no. You started this, shut up. I'm not listening to you. See, the same devil that puts it in front of you is the same devil that will harass you all the way. Try to keep your attention on it. Because see, otherwise, it, if you let it go, he lost. Have you all got that revelation? You are the one that determines whether he wins or not. If you decide you're not going to let him, he can't. He just can't. You know why? We need to realize that there is so much more on our side. Waiting to do something for us. Than those things that have been said against us. Amen? And that if we allow those things to work for us, they will go to work. Oh, they will go to work. And you see, you know, a little demon body, you know, a hand there, a leg over there. And, you know, that's what happened to the devil that came against you. If you let him. Amen. All right. Let's get back to this. But, you know, this is only as you remember, recall, and keep God in the very center of your being. Keep his word. And we're going to find out that as you keep his word, you keep him. 
we'll see that in a minute how those two things connect. So once again, remembering and recalling takes effort and why Jesus exhorts the believers in the church in Philadelphia in Revelation 3.11 to hold on to what you have. That takes effort. Hold on to what you have. Which means that something is trying to take it away from you. Are you all with me? In the same way that the Apostle John says in 1 John 2.24, in the literal text it says, Treasure the biblical message which you have heard from the beginning. Treasure it. Let me, let me do one more thing. Simon J. Kistemach puts it this way. He says, That word must reside in their souls so that in every decision they make, they are guided by the word of God. Can I, can I make it more personal? That word must reside in your souls so that every decision you make, you are guided by the word of God. Amen? What does that sound like? Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. See, God's word is a lamp for our feet and also it lights the path. We see where we are and where we're going. Amen? We should never be in the dark. The world can be in the dark, okay? But never us. I don't know how many times God has just told me what all is going to happen. I'm just right out, just told me, flat out. You see, well, doesn't that spoil the surprise? When it's a bad one, no. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I can come against that stuff. I can sure myself up. You know, I can gird my loins, so to speak. Just kind of go, okay. Let it happen. You know, you might say, well, why can't you just pray that stuff away? Well, you know... One thing that God doesn't have control over and I don't have control over is your will. If y'all decide you want to do something crazy, you're going to go do it. Regardless, that's why you get judged, okay? Because he can't stop you forcibly, only you can do that. He can say no right up to the last second, but it's up to you to listen to that. Amen. And so when people, you know, have just made up their mind that they're going to be a pain to you. Good to know. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. You know, we're not stupid, okay? We're sweet, but we're not stupid. Do you, know how, do you know how you can be sweet? When people are doing the wrong thing? To be pre-warned. That way you can get over the, Oh, I didn't think they would do something like that. Yeah, yeah, get it all out. Okay? And then get to the place where they're going to do it. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Now we're good. Amen. And then they don't get the reaction that they were expecting from you. I told you it takes you to cooperate with whatever the enemy is doing for it to work. Amen anyway. All right. So this is valuable advice for us. To never let go of what we have learned. Never become bored with it. Or uninterested in it. Understanding that it is our guide. Amen? In his commentary, William MacDonald writes, Our greatest safety is to stay close to the Word of God. We should test everything by what do the Scriptures say. Now, let me stop there for a minute. If you all don't know the Scriptures, you all don't know what the Scriptures say, let alone what to do with what, what's going on in your life. 
Amen. Okay. In order for you to know what the scriptures see, this this is a a problem when when people get saved right at the beginning. A lot of mature Christians, you know, they have this advice. I got this advice. I don't know what to do with it. All right. And they said, if ever you come to a place where you have a question about something, you just ask, "What would Jesus do?" I only met him yesterday. I don't know. <laughs> I can imagine, but boy, that could be very wrong. Amen. You know, so <laughs> the more I learned, the more, I, in fact, when I thought I knew what he would do, I've been studying the life of Christ now for a couple of years, and my goodness, some of the things that he does, I'm like, Jesus, you did what? <laughs> really? <laughs> you know? But, you know, everything he does, there is a reason. And you need to see what all and why he does things. Not just what he does, but why he does it. Sometimes it just, you know, sometimes it will shock somebody into belief. He is the most, <laughs> how can I, you know, he, he made us. You know, he made you. He, the Bible says he knows all men. That's women as well, okay? He knows what all's in you, you know what I'm trying to say? So if he looks at you and says, you know, if... I've got two kids that are very different. Let me go there for a minute. Okay. If I treat them both the same, it doesn't have the same effect. I have to treat one one way because they'll respond to that. And I have to treat another a whole different way because they'll respond to that. One of my kids, I need to be loud. And then they go, oh, okay, got it. If I'm loud with the other one, tears. <laughs> Why are you loud? What did I do wrong? Did I mess up somewhere? And then we're spending half an hour settling that down. I'm just saying from a long time ago, okay? <laughs> okay? All right? And so I, I came to this very quick conclusion. Slap yourself before you say anything. Make sure you're awake and you know which kid you're dealing with. Because otherwise we're going to waste time. <laughs> okay? All right? And if I talk to the other one like I do this one, doesn't even hear. I mean, does not hear. No, I can't blame that kid because I didn't do the right thing. I didn't communicate in the way. You know, <laughs> it's like this guy, he was, he was giving uh, his friend a tour around his farm, gets up to his donkey, picks up a four by two, whacks him over the head. And his friend goes, what'd you do that for? Just to get his attention. Now he's listening. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm trying to say, okay? You do that to a chook, you're having fried chicken that night because it's dead. You know, okay? But uh, I'm just saying, it's, you know, it, this is something we need to learn. Are you all here? We need to remember that we can hear what only we know. We can judge by what we know. Amen? And if you begin to understand now what we were designed and destined to do, we can understand now why God says you need to know everything. Because if you're going to rule and reign, you better know the book. Amen. This is not just you playing house down here. It's about Genesis 1.26. And God said, let them have dominion. And you need a rule book to go with that. Amen. All right, let's continue on. William McDonald continues on to say, If a teaching does not agree with the Bible, then we should reject it also. 
That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> okay? I mean, what else do we say? There's no ifs, ands, or buts on that one. If something doesn't agree, it doesn't agree. Walk away from it. There's something wrong with it. Do you know why I'm saying that? Because since we know he wrote this, then we know... Now, can I just preface it with this? Your understanding of it might be messed up. You might think that it's saying something that it actually doesn't say. Which is why the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, make sure that you rightly divide the word of truth. Because a lot of people were wrongly dividing it and a lot of stuff has been preached off of this as truth that was not true at all. From a godly point, if there is an instinct in you that says something is off, something is off. I don't care who the preacher is and how many letters they have after their name. If something is off, something is off. Okay. Because you need to understand something that I have found some just incredible teachers of the word. They all have their pet doctrines. It amazes me. I probably have them and I'm just blind to them. <laughs> okay. And I guess they are too. You know, let's just sell me. Now I'm not going to put myself away from this. But, you know, and if you see that, um, please forgive me. But they've just got certain pet doctrines. And so they'll start to preach based on kind of their beliefs rather than what the Word is saying. Amen. And that's one of the things that I've I'd had to do, for, you know, over a period of time is get rid of all my pet doctrines. All the things that I wished it said. Mm -hmm. Amen. And got to the stage where I preach what it said. And got myself in line with it. Because then I'm preaching the truth. And Jesus said, if you know the truth, then that truth will set you free. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I have, believe I have run out of time. Let me do one more thing. As we persevere and remain faithful to God's word, and we'll stop here, we'll come to the place where we will become ambassadors of Christ. They're also called bishops in the New Testament. And be the sort of person that the Apostle Paul described in uh, Titus chapter 1 and verse 9. A person with a strong and steadfast belief in the trustworthy message he was taught. Be able to encourage others with right teaching and show those who oppose it where they are wrong. Amen. We need to be in that place. That was from the New Living Translation because it makes it so much easier. We need to come to a place, family, where we become the light and the lamp to others. Amen? And we need, remember, we all need, always need to speak the truth in love. If ever you start getting irritated, stop. Some people will drive you nuts. Okay? <laughs> as much as you try to tell them the truth, they'll, they'll be there, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, just leave it alone. Because after a while, once you've got the information out, then it's up to you to start praying over that. Not to try and break their wall down. That's up to God to do. Amen? Once, once you've said what you had to say, there's an angel there that took notes. They don't need to. They remember everything perfectly. And they will just keep speaking that over that person until they get it. Only while you pray. If you get upset, nothing happens. Oh, I'm giving you gold here. If you just leave it and go, okay, let's move on to something else because you just know you've hit a wall. You know that's a little flag goes up inside of you. Go pray about this. 
yeah, but they'll forget. True, but the angel hasn't. Have you had times when things are just don't leave you? A song, something just goes over and over and over in your head. And you think, oh my God, I've got that on my brain again. <laughs> Come on, somebody raise your hand. You know, it happens, doesn't it? Where just something happens. Can I give you a little hint? Whether it's godly or ungodly, check with God whether he's trying to tell you something. <laughs> I've had the most non-godly things, not bad, but not godly. Okay, not, not like, div- not, not something spiritual, um, not something Christian. Something non-Christian. Let me say it that way. There are good things out there that are non-Christian. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Okay. That's just going off in my head. I'm thinking, God, really? Some lyrics, some song. And can I say, as soon as I say, what is it? I get to find out what it is. God will use anything to get through to you. Hello. No matter how dense you are, he'll get through. Thank you, Jesus. Just be aware that he's talking. And as soon as you acknowledge it, it will stop. Interesting, isn't it? Talking from experience. So next time you want something to just shut down, do that. Check and see what he's trying to tell you. That you've missed every other time in every other way he tried to get it to you. Amen. Let's leave it there for today. Next week when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about why one of the other reasons we need to have the Word of God in our heart how it keeps us from sinning. And that's in Psalm 119, because that is the thing that trips us up. Amen? Wouldn't it be wonderful to live a sin-free life? Wow. That's, that's, that's what we all want, huh? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, we just thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, for all the things that you have been sharing with us. And I just thank you, Lord. For the hearts that are here today, that I declare them good ground. I thank you, Father, that the seed that has been sown will produce fruit in their life.